Hi everyone and welcome to Coin Bundle Conversations where we invite some of the leading investors and entrepreneurs in the blockchain space so that you can learn from their investment strategies and become a better investor yourself. Uh, today I'm really excited to welcome Zen who's an investment director at J Labs at JD Capital and uh, she's going to tell us about her experience as an investor both in the venture space as well as in the blockchain space. So Zen, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank yeah. you so much for inviting. I've been hearing and following guys for a while. Have been done great in organic growth, and yeah. So I'll tell more about what is J Lab. So uh, JD Capital is our mother company, which is the largest one of the largest P fund in China, and we're the only public traded private equity group in China as well. And we have the whole financial group. So under our uh, financial group, we have security exchange, uh, we have a banking system, we have um, insurance company as well, and we have 100 plus public traded portfolios. So that is our value add to um, basically to the. Um, blockchain projects. So some of them, if they're working on infrastructure building, which is like public chain or consortium chain, so we can provide our help from our uh, portfolio, which has 100 plus million users, or like multi-billion valuation. Those ones have already have the um, the traction. So we bring them into the uh, real-world implementation into blockchain. So. And then we invested, um, so for the crypto side, we call uh, the crypto fund called JLab, and we invested over 40 companies. So some of them are in exchanges. So it's basically full spectrum, exchanges, wallet, media, um, and public chains um, and applications, and also we were helping with. We have a lot of um, connections in in the traditional internet finance company in China. So some of them are in blockchain, some of them are peer-to-peer -peer lending and or credit. So we are leveraging that side of them insights and um, traction into. So some of them are doing token sale, and or some of them are just. Um, or they are like internet company. They probably were, was working on streaming, was working on something else. So we bring them into ICO and um, working um, like using token to generate the network. Right. And um, yeah, and we invested on the uh, in America side. We invested a bunch of like academy projects because there's a lot of noise going on. We really want to support the people who's been working from um, like 2012 and four years ago or so so um, have a vision. And so some of them are professor from Cornell, professor from Berkeley, and some professor from MIT. So some of them are working on privacy preserved contracts like one of our portfolio called Oasis. So they're working with uh, Uber and many other companies who's on, on the GDPR compliance on the um, processing the data in a private way, and some of them are working on uh, higher transaction throughput. For example, like Thunder Token. So one of the co-founder Elon Shi, she's actually the first people who wrote the academic Bitcoin white paper, and her co-founder Chris Wang, who started who, uh, sold his company. Um, around 300 million into Disney. So there, there's an entrepreneurial and academic play combining there. So they got a lot of traction. They're hiring um, extreme talented talents and they started to uh, get to know, to let the market get to know them well. So they're working on the um, 
um, having a fast path for making the transaction once the um, once the blockchain once the their um, the traditional. Uh, the consensus algorithm got congested. They're gonna come back to the traditional axonic way, and then in that way, gonna when when the congestion got stopped, and then they're gonna swap back. So there is a fast path way yeah. of higher the transaction volume. That's really interesting projects. So I think like uh, it would be great to hear uh, about your journey as an investor. So you started out um, as a researcher. How did you break into venture investing for the first time? Yeah, so while I was doing research, it's actually pretty much already um, fully committed to VR, virtual reality. So my fundamental thesis really care about efficiency. Yeah. So for efficiency, I feel like for uh, virtual reality, you're providing efficiency. You, when you analyze the data in VR, you can actually have a, maybe a more dimension that you can see than yeah. the normal uh, flat screen. And or same with um, same with uh, medical, same with education, you can always get your efficiency level up. And then um, the same thesis. So how I get into VR, uh, how I get into when because I was in very into VR and then I wasn't prepared to join a startup because I want to be more solid, more insightful when I do a company. So I choose to be on the helper and the um, the like the the, the the basically on the venture side can grow with a company yeah. and then that's how I get into a VC and then I join HTC Vive on the content partnership oh. side and to work with the major IP who's getting into VR which is already have the traction let's say we work with Star Wars Star Trek HBO on those um, like titles with existing track record yeah. and then um, actually my previous VC fund partner he he invested um, in a blockchain from 2011 okay. and he's he's a serial entrepreneur in blockchain as well so he started to talk me to talk to me about and then I get back to him that shall we also invest in uh, in some token projects yeah. and then to see what's the mechanism going on there yeah. and then um, after a while I got um, require um, like inquiry from JD Capital, so they're looking for a one uh, a person who's more engaged on both of both side, both China, China capital, China market, mm -hmm. and also um, uh, like American or like Western tech. Yeah. So so they found me, and they have the whole like portfolio, and they have the whole um, primary market and the secondary market team set up. So really. Um, respect what they've done, yeah. and it's like, it's like a better vertical for me to work with uh, projects. Yeah. So that's great. So so initially you were doing uh, traditional venture investments. You must get so many projects uh, pitching to you. How would you decide which company to invest in and which company to not? And this is not before blockchain when you were doing uh, VR investing. Yeah, sure. So of course, so for team is always the first thing you can look at, mm -hmm. and there's a several headline. I think everyone gonna talk about it. Timing probably sometimes is more important than team because right now, like, come back to the blockchain. Mm -hmm. So a lot of time, if you have the network effect and you can have a lot of competitive advantage. Yeah. Let's say so something like, um, ex in the extreme way to say like EOS, they have a. Um, like it's a, it's like a timing. They have strong enough capital, but of course, reputation matters. So there's a bunch of um, chemistry going on. So timing, the first, and then team, and then um, also you need to. Um, of course, there's 
gonna have a lot of people very um, crazy about their idea, but they didn't really think through the product market fit. Mm. So product market fit is definitely down the road. You need to have a um, projection of what is going on in the market and how do you, as an investor, you, you need to think more um, than the current market and you need to an, an, like be analytical of the trend. And so that's basically those uh, bullet points that we're looking at. That's great. And so then when you transition from traditional venture to blockchain, did your, uh, the things you look at, do they stay the same or are there other things on top of this that also become part of the evaluation? Um, oh. So when you choose a blockchain company mm -hmm. to invest in, uh, do you look at the same things, the team, the product market fit, or, or are there other factors involved as well? Yeah, so there's more factor coming in as, um, so community is a very okay. important thing. So let's say, I can see that some projects that I'm looking right now, basically they, they wasn't really work on community. And then the judgment from the supporters, for example, from VCs and from uh, exchanges actually changed once they got the traction from community. So there's different package for a different way of being like successful now, not necessarily long term, but um, we can say, we can see some company, they're very uh, hardcore developing the tech and then yeah. everyone knows that they've been working on this for a long time, but of course you need to deliver. But then um, if you are a technical focus, um, company, you can get a lot of support. Like um, Cosmos have been, uh, Cosmos has been working on uh, the interoperability, and um, so Plasma has been working on the scalability. So those projects has been a while can be supported from um, different parties. But also, uh, other than tech, we can also we should also look into community. Mm -hmm. So because there's a communication. Um, chemistry going on there between the team and how they're packaging themselves to the retail investors, to the to the uh, institutional investors, um, to the to the um, or the users, right? So if their messaging is actually can got adoption, that you can see it from the beginning how they communicate themselves and how they approach the market, you can see that, oh, this team knows how to communicate. They, let's say some company, when they raise the capital in ICO or in pre-sale, mm -hmm. they, they're looking for global reach. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, we can see some company, this, um, we know that like US and China is pretty strong and then um, we can see when they reach out to investors, it's probably gonna, oh, I wanna go for Chinese investor because yeah. they're more connected to exchanges and yeah. then they can provide me a lot of liquidation. But then some project that I'm looking to, they care about the global reach, they wanna, uh, let's say there's no funds in um, in Southeast Asia, or like th there is, but then they, w they will look into some influencers who's in that space, who's actively look into blockchain yeah. and then we'd love to get into it and with the with their existing business or traction or their um, their strength yeah. so it's a it's a, um, how they communicate with the um, whole um, the whole consumer is yeah important. and how do you evaluate that do you look at their telegram channel the reddit do you look at they do you sign up for their product or do you ask other investors how do you assess their communication um, so, of course, we can see how they communicate directly from Telegram or any of the developer channel, like, um, let's say, um, on the Telegram 
chat if they can provide like um, so there's some there's several ways like some company was doing like proof of care and you basically like you need to care about my projects in order to get allocation so that's a way of communication mm -hmm. but then it's not necessarily right yeah. and also we can see some projects for example like Holochain so what they were doing is they were doing a cross sell of the host which is a physical hardware and you need to um, as a, so they're doing like distributing computing and you need to be as the host and have a have an um, hardware which is gonna be eventually be part of my network right. and have more access to the token cell. Yeah. So that that's like more you can see that they want to build the things and they, yeah. they're already been prepared and they already have the hardware set up. Yeah. And so, but those are all pretty much um, format innovation. And we can see that there's a lot of format in innovation. There's some company looking for like internet influencer, YouTubers, Twitter, Twitter um, influencers, mm. and or like medium writers, or um, the ones who's really active in Bitcoin talk or Reddit and has like those negotiation power. But of course, um, they first, you have an ability to reach out to developer is actually very valuable okay. because in the end of the day if you're building a platform it all matters because previously when i was in, in vr air industry right yeah. it's a it's a platform as well you need yeah. to get the consumer it's like a chicken and egg issue mm. when you when you get them you, you first you want to build your developer ecosystem and then provide variety enough of them projects in order to attract more audience and then a lot of times some platform they are providing they are actually the one to providing the capital they are the one to provide their communication mechanism between um, them and developer and let's say I can see what was HTC for, for example what they were working on they have like the, uh, the ecosystem fund accelerator they have um, the, the uh, corporate strategy fund they have a uh, um, the content team that can support them the fund. So there's different um, different verticals, and they also have like um, 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 like VR for good. So you can see that the people who's working as a platform builder um, giving. Um, giving try and they have like people full time working, um, talking to the people on Reddit, and and also so that's like what what kind of people you're getting in the team yeah. um, matters. So let's say uh, what what kind of community manager they're getting in. It's all about the communication. So Google spend a lot of time in the hiring process, right? It's all about whether this culture is so as a founder whether I'm having a good chemistry between the people I'm hiring. And then there's essentially it's all about communication. Yeah. Communication is the only thing that wouldn't be copied to the other to the other um, like even though you're open source or you, you are um, um, company who's like very easy to copy let's say like Uber yeah. or Airbnb yeah. why they they couldn't get copied because their hiring process their communication process yeah. their um, their their in, internal like roadmap so stuff like that yeah. so yeah so that's awesome. And so, uh, so, so you've been you evaluate the communication, you evaluate the project. At what stage of a, a blockchain company do you normally invest in? Do you do equity? Do you do token presale? Or do you also invest once a token has been listed? Do you have like a particular stage that you focus on? Um, yeah. So I pretty much focus on early stage. As always, while I was in VC, I invested 
around 15 um, equity deals. Mm. So those are VR, AR, AI, computer vision, and those are pretty much seed round and series A. And right now in blockchain, I've only invested in token sales. And pre-sale, basically you talk to the founders, you um, you help them navigate or uh, provide insights of like token design or how do you want to communicate with your the other investors or how to put the whole thing together. So it's pretty much same with the early stage investment. Right. It's very much a primary. But for us, we also have a secondary market team. So we want to be responsible of the projects, which is. Um, so our uh, insights, we have a lot of insights come from traditional yeah. um, PE. So we've done a lot of IPO deals and we also was helping them um, uh, like a lot of secondary market things. And so we were providing insights from the secondary market as well. And so there is definitely a lot of, uh, let's say, unregulated play over like globally on the secondary market. So yeah, I do. Yeah, like um, previously, so we were talking about, um, I do want to see more, um, like, so the early stage is providing them more, um, like, um, yeah, like yeah, more yeah. suggestions. That's yeah. great. And so, and obviously like being a part of, uh, or connected to this large company, which has been really successful in traditional finance, you can bring a lot of insights and connections to these early stage companies as well. Yeah, yeah. And also, we, we do can see there's a lot of token fund coming up. Mm -hmm. So some token, every token fund have different verticals. So I feel like a lot of retail investors' judgment is guided by influencers and token fund. And some of the token fund, um, you, can, you can actually um, value um, value of the token funds by their portfolios, right? Some of them are listed, and then you can you can like as a retail investor, you can and uh, do your own research, like what kind of what kind of um, chemistry you want in your portfolio. Yeah. So there's definitely there's separation between a short-term play and long-term play. You can see that there are some company who's betting on them. Um, projects, some funds betting on the project who's like um, don't care about liquidation right now yeah. because when the projects haven't been built yet, when the, when there's no uh, product yet, you probably don't want to do too much noise in the market because you basically uh, are doing like irresponsible um, like marketing to retail investors. Yeah. I think the better way is for institutional investors, you can definitely support from uh, before the product coming out yeah. and for retail investors because you you're not like spending a lot of time um we probably like not full time yeah. on the project's due diligence and then you you don't probably don't have time to spend time with the team yeah. and then essentially there's a lot of judgment from uh, the team as well. When you talk to a company, you can tell what they were working on and why they were in this space and what's their oh, five-year goal, what's their 10-year goal. You can have a fundamental um, analysis of whether this is um, going to be a pump and dump thing yeah. or this will actually an investment that is won't harm the retail investors. So. Yeah, so we um, so as as a retail investor, you can you can judge on your own by the portfolio of them, and you can also see how much they care about liquidation, right. how much they care about price versus value, right? Right, so. right. So you must see a lot of projects in the market that are just trying to make quick money from retail investors, and uh, it's important for retail investors to 
also be careful of putting money into those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely, um, there's definitely, it's actually very easy to tell, but of course, um, the intention for retail investors is probably um, partially trading or partially value, yeah. investor, value investing or partially, I just want to be uh, influenced. I want to be part of the revolution. Yeah. So there's different verticals. So as a retail investor, you can uh, justify your own intention on your portfolio. So it's all about the what, what makes you more fulfillment at the yeah. end of the day, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so um, from your personal uh, investment portfolio, have you started seeing uh, certain themes where you think blockchain is going to uh, be more successful in others, such as fintech or or any particular areas which you focused on, or are you uh, equally looking at all different applications? Yeah, so for me right now, like for um, within one or two or three years, I'm heavily looking into um, currency, uh, into like financial instruments, uh, basically like on the trading side, or currency is more on the, let's say, privacy coins, or um, on the, basically for like day-to-day transaction or um, or the currency which is like more related to the industry like um, like gaming currency like um, the currency who's like um, very like utilities who come from um, either O2O service or um, or yeah like more on the currency side of thing because a lot of time for them um, like we can we know that for, uh, for the pricing side on the regard to the application your if you if your token if there's only one system of your token and the fluctuation is actually pretty bad uh, pretty bad user interface and user experience mm-hmm. and then there's a dilemma of if it is a utility token why don't i buy it one second before i yeah. i i want to use you right so there's a some awkward uh, implementation between blockchain and uh, between traditional Company and the and the current current um, like um, the token model. There's some awkward combination over there. And also, if it is an O2O or like share economy company, so why? So the customer service actually matters the most as a as a service company, right? So if you are an, like fully autonomous team, like where's your customer service gonna come from? Yeah. So there's like maybe opportunities of having a customer service company for those autonomous um, like organization yeah. that could be a possibility, but it's, you still need to understand the customer, you need expertise. So who 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 gonna solve that problem, right? So yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, now I want to switch gears a little bit and ask you about uh, China because uh, we've had a lot of companies come and talk about this, and a lot of them are raising capital from Chinese investors. Why do you think uh, there's so much um, interest uh, from that market in the blockchain space and? Uh, uh, where do you see that trending towards? Yeah, so fundamentally, it's very easy to tell because China is a very uh, fast pace on making adoption. Yeah. So coming back to VR, you can see that VR Arcade is the easiest way to do the real world implementation. And then it's a cash flow business if you set up the thing and then you yeah. can you can do it. And then same with them. Um, uh, same with as we can see, um, AliPay, WeChat Pay. So those those uh, mobile payments actually take off massively, like yeah. in in a very short amount of time, because um, the consumer because of fast pace yeah. and 
and everyone is um, struggle not struggling but like fighting for real estate, fighting for next job, and then the whole the whole hiring process is basically for the startups in China. If you don't make um, like if you don't meet um, a certain amount of KPI, you're probably yeah. gonna get fired. Yeah. And then the fast pace make people will willing to make change very fast. And yeah. then in that way, every new every new um, platform coming into the play uh, coming into the market, people will will want to leverage them to accelerate their their pace. Yeah. So previously like internet and mobile and right now blockchain. So we uh, so a lot of Chinese people they they have the pressure to innovate and they have the pressure to um to getting yeah getting like at just just live a regular life still need a pressure like look at the the housing situation so and then um for the um of course from the um crypto investment standpoint you can see all the exchanges is actually on the top tier of the whole food chain and then exchanges that all started from chinese people and let's say like um like binance hobby okx and those ones are pretty much um their their investors are Chinese people, and then right now we can see a trend that a lot of token fund or a lot of traditional equity investors started to invest in uh, in crypto and saying that I am finance um, like equity holder, yeah. I am early supporter for OK. So that's their story because they are the early supporter for the food chain and they got the trust on top of the food chain, so they got the trust from those exchanges. So basically, those exchanges can provide them um, um, more access to um, liquidation. Yeah. And then when they recommend the projects to exchanges, there's trust originally because they trust exchange will trust them uh, funds due diligence process because it's it's a lot of in- interesting mechanism going. And you can also like yeah on the other side you can also see that um, there's some. Um, successful token projects got a lot of traction, and they are investing back to the um, the token fund, yeah. investing them. So there's an there's an uh, value network accumulated, and that's why the the food chain, the top of the food chain, those is in China. So that's why there's a lot of traction, and also the way that Chinese people doing um, like like online marketing. And like a virus or like organic grow, growth, they have a lot of tactics on that, mm. on the marketing mechanism, and and WeChat is a great place for yeah. um, stick everyone into the day-to-day communication. And there's a lot of WeChat group going on, on about investing, about studying about blockchain, and it's actually accelerating like billion dollars of business getting signed on WeChat, and every token found work globally, um, communicate through WeChat. So there's definitely some um, like, like, yeah, so yeah. basically there's several. No, that's really interesting because I think like maybe in traditional investing, people would say, hey, come to San Francisco, Silicon Valley to build a company because that's where the investors are, that's where the startups are. But in the blockchain space, it seems like both the investors as well as the early successes are in this like amazing ecosystem coming out of China. So maybe more and more companies will flock there to build projects out of China too. Yeah, yeah. blockchain itself is shouldn't be uh, restrained in Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. Because it's basically, you can see that there's a 
lot of pretty good projects has a global team and they just work as a decentralized way. And then in the end of the day, the ideal like ideology is um, you won't find um, you you won't have an, a leader of these projects. Otherwise, what if the, any of the regulation happening? Yeah. What if any of the uh, um, competitor coming in and then they're gonna um, take away the leadership and then the yeah. the the, the the company itself wouldn't run out of the leadership, so that's where blockchain come into play. Like, so those very powerful organizations are actually leaderless. You can always survive on your own. You can make decision. You can be like tactic on your own. Yeah. So yeah, so so that's the power of the um, of the network with the value yeah. that incentive everyone to make the decision on their own. That's yeah. um, so uh, switching gears a little bit, you've obviously invested in so many tokens and blockchain companies through your funds. Are you also a private investor in, uh, in cryptocurrencies? Do you trade or do you, do you, or, or do you mostly invest through the funds? Yeah, so I spend most of my, my time learning about the pinpoint of the tech. Let's say there's mm. like, yeah, trilemma. Like, and um, like scalability, security, and um, and decentralization. So, so a lot of projects is trying to tackle the pinpoint, and or you can see like proof of work versus proof of stake, or like Bitcoin maximalist or proof of work maximalist. Like there's some um, uh, physics theory underlying. I'm trying to explore more to be more um, more grounded in the. Um, like technical insights and what is a fundamental thesis? What should be the right way to think about this market? So I spent more time. So I didn't really spend time trading. Yeah. Um, yeah, but seems like I should have. But I'm just I just don't really trade. So I do have I do have like share in the token that as a company we invested. Right. But then I don't have um, that much energy to take care of it, yeah. actually. Yeah, because yeah. you're more like a values based uh, is, the, is the underlying technology powerful. That's how you shape mm -hmm. your investment thesis. Yeah. And what advice would you have for uh, you know, someone who's never invested in cryptocurrencies before, doesn't know anything about blockchain, but are interested? How would you advise them to get started in this space? Yeah, so figure out your value proposition first, right? Like whether you want to, um, are you, have you done like stock market privacy? Like me, I've never engaged with the stock market yeah. privacy and right now I'm actually learning stock market on, on blockchain. It's actually a, a crazy learning curve. Yeah. And then, um, so if you are drive by that, you can look into those financial projects. And then of course, um, yeah, of course, um, um, the intention for blockchain itself is like disrupt the banking system. Yeah. But then right now a lot of financial instrument is actually coming back and they have worse design. Yeah. They, they, they actually don't do well to them, um, to the retail investors. So, but, um, so like figure out what, what you want. If you, if you like value investment, you can look back to the, um, the, like the, the, like basically figure out are you short term or long term at first and then there's a lot of like academic researches and um or or like it's more about like um are you talking about more what kind of so not necessarily everyone out there in youtube are good ones yeah and the 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 whole world is the more you talk about things the more people the more a voice you out there and the more people gonna accumulate around you. So 
it's all about do your own research yeah. and you have your own way of thinking and and in the end of the day, it's all about satisfaction on your own, right? Yeah. So figure out what do you really want. And then you can, let's say there's some researches around like encryption in, um, um, in IC3, which is an organization um, in Cornell, or like figure out what's their um, uh, underlying mission. And also enterprise is a very interesting play um, is that if you're looking for adoption, if you want to invest in something that you can use daily yeah. and you, you can um, looking for those um, enterprise companies or um, those reverse ICO, what, what, which is happening. And if you believe in the team, if you have seen them, how, how did they execute the previous company? And you can um, put some bad. So. Yeah. So understand yourself as an investor, do your due diligence, have a thesis and then invest. Don't just yeah, yeah, yeah. follow the hype. Mm -hmm. You mentioned this word reverse ICO. Can you explain what that is? Um, yeah, basically, so reverse ICO is a company who already have users, attractions, and they want to um, utilizing their existing customers into um, into um, like with a token, with a, with an um, like, an, um, incentive mechanism inside of their um, existing to make it either getting more attractions or um, concrete the network. Okay, so. so this is a company that's already profitable that yeah. then does an ICO. Yeah. Uh, can you give an example of that? Yeah, so I really like um, Carry Protocol, which is one of the projects in Korea, and it's um, reverse ICO um, incubated by Hashed, which is one of the largest Korean um, uh, Korean blockchain fund. So they actually work on a lot of reverse ICOs. They are working to bring blockchain into real world. Mm. And so at the end of the day, all the researches need to be done, right? Need to be used. And um, yeah, so, so, um, so Carry is working on, on it's basically rewarding system, but mm -hmm. then they've actually working really hard for four years to get like 40k of O2O, um, like um, it's like rewarding system for when you do shopping, okay, and okay. then you, you can do reward. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's not like any other companies yeah. that's in the space that they want to do reward, but they don't have any of the existing um, partners, yeah. and then. So they actually got poached by uh, by some like institution looking for um, let's say exchanges who's looking for liquidation and so those those ones a lot of company or a lot of VCs who's like investing a lot of infrastructure and then want to come back to what is the real value right yeah. so those company uh, as us they're willing to. Um, make a bet or take a step into blockchain. That will be interesting play, and yeah. you can see how does the network incentive network can help then the real world organization. Yeah. So now that's great because then you start with the real world use case and then uh, mm -hmm. take advantage of the technology. That's really mm -hmm. interesting. So uh, final question: What's uh, what's next in the future for J Lab? Is there anything exciting coming up? Anything you want to talk about uh, over the next one year? Yeah, sure. Um, of course, we're still looking for a lot of um, infrastructure projects. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of uh, core developers, either Bitcoin, Ether, that they, they know the pain points and they probably can have better insights or uh, the 
um, the the researchers around the world that they um, still haven't make a move into commercialize their idea yet. Yeah. So there's a lot of that company still there, and um, I'd love to know more about like what they were thinking of and how do they want to implement it. So that's like a researching yeah. researching side of thing. And then of course we have a lot of like traction from um, in China, uh, which is a lot of internet. Um, in entrepreneurs mm. that they providing value to consumers so that they got a lot of existing users so we're, we're, we're happy to look into more um, of that but also so me like me personally I'm always passionate about gaming yeah. and previously um, gaming company do not need uh, blockchain because they're already printing cash the yeah. successful ones the cash yeah. cow they do like franchise they don't need to care yeah. but then so that's why um, I want to see more and more legitimate gaming company who's it's actually a pretty good use case. It's actually a virtual currency. Its first use case is in like World of Warcraft, right? Yeah. So, um, or before that. And I've I grow up with that. I play that yeah. when I was in primary school, third year. So, um, like elementary school. So. Um, I've, I, I'm definitely the user of virtual currency, yeah. and I actually bought that from Alibaba, the Taobao, yeah. while uh, in RMB to bought the in-game currency. So it's kind of cheating, but so there's like use case. Yeah. So basically, Alibaba back then is exchanges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's a, that's like a use case that seems like it's waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Great. Well, uh, thank you so much for your advice. This has been super valuable to the to the viewers as they start investing and learning about the space. And I think really if they can learn from you around, this is how you have, do values based investment instead of just, uh, you know, without doing any research, I think that's going to be really beneficial for the users. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm.